2: It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock.
3: Very good. It's
2: 10 o'clock. You can tell time. And for the next two hours, you're stuck with me, Mark Salem, and we've taken calls about car questions and tires and overheating and... Oil and whatever. Folks, (laughs) you have no idea what my life is like every day with questions. Right. Yeah. And the lucky ones have my phone number on it. Now, a friend of mine from high school, his first name is Bill and he owns a trenching company. He called the other day to argue with me, and um, I'm not quite sure if he was just tickling me or if he was serious, <laughs> but, but I don't argue with him about backhoes and excavators and construction stuff. But I did call him when I was digging that one trench with the excavator, asking him, when you hit concrete, what does that mean? And he said, you hit electrical. Yeah. So he said, try not to, you know, try to dig around it, and I said, oh, I, I'm, I'm done right now. I'm done. Nevertheless, 602 508 and this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil has been around since 1968. We got a really nice call last week uh, where a gentleman had, I think, a $3,500 estimate for the transmission, and Phil fixed it for $800. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what that's called, folks, is kind of a shotgun repair. We're not going to just fix your oil leak. We're going to reseal your whole motor we're not just going to replace one axle we're going to do both of them we're not going to replace just the fluid in your transfer case we have to do the differential and the front at the, both differentials at the same time so those are kinds of things that you'll have to wade through when you have your car repair done but um, he was pretty proud and he was pretty happy that automatic transmission exchange had really done him a good job and I think the discussion we had too was is what's the difference between the two different ideas the, the idea that we're going to sell you everything, right. and that's something that I dealt with I don't know how many times this week, and the idea that you only need $800 worth of work and everything else is fine. And the idea is is, is greed versus the guy that's just doing the right thing. It's just that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So And it typically comes with a little gray hair. It typically comes with a little bit of experience because we'd rather, all of us, the old gray haired guys that think about this, we'd rather be your hero than your bandit. And so that's kind of how it works. But anyway, Automatic Transmission Exchange is a 40th Street in Washington, been around a long time. So and if you live anywhere in Phoenix and you're looking for a transmission shop, may I suggest Automatic Transmission Exchange? So do you have anything on your mind <laughs> besides nothing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can't talk about it right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I found something kind of cute, and I thought for people that are in the Phoenix area for the first time.
3: Cute? It's interesting. <sighs>
2: You know, if you're already starting off really bad. I no, I am. I know I got two hours of you, so yeah. um, and I control all the buttons, so
3: that's right. <laughs> I
2: can take you down in that fast. Okay, it's interesting. Maricopa Freeway, Papago Freeway and the I ten are all the same. All the same. So when the news people talk about the Maricopa Freeway, the Papago Freeway and the I ten, it's all the same road. But only in Phoenix do we do this. But we have other examples. The 202 is the same road as the Red Mountain Freeway. Yes. Do you know where, the, where they talk about the Red Mountain Freeway?
3: I think it's the North 202.
2: See, and I think it's the East 202. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the answer to that. Okay. But I thought Red Mountain was more Mesa, Apache Junction. So I thought it was Which that kind of Which the North, li- yeah. All right. Dunlap and Olive are the same street. Okay. That didn't make any sense to me. Excuse me. You have a cough button for that. Try to use it. Okay. Yeah,
3: uh, you are controlling <laughs> yeah. the button. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> Peoria and Shea. Yes. Same yeah, would I would have never guessed that. Glendale becomes Lincoln Drive. Jefferson becomes Washington, but they're still not the same street. Jefferson. They merge. Yeah, somewhere. they merge. Okay. Um, I ten is called the Bla- I seventeen is called the Black Canyon Freeway as well as the Veterans Memorial Highway. And that's the north and south through, through Phoenix, or actually starts in, in Phoenix and goes north. The 101, the 202, and the 303 remain a large mystery to most of us in the valley. <laughs> that's, that's really. Do you know where the 303
3: is? Yeah, it's way out west.
2: And it goes kind of north. It's a shortcut to Las Vegas, Whitman, um, out yes. in, in that uh, Grand Avenue area. Okay, so the 101
3: it's east kind of it's well it's not really real not far east i think the 202 is further east so yeah. they're not in order really
2: okay but i think the 101 kind of loops the valley i think it 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 starts north yeah. and it, and it takes i7 no it actually goes way over by 20th street or um yeah on the 20th street side and then it goes to the south and then it goes to north so it kind of loops the the city but we've been here a long time and we still struggle with these kinds of things um it's not yet been determined if there is a red mountain or a sand tan or just a red tan mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. The 51 has been recently renamed Piestawa Freeway because Squaw Peak Freeway was too easy to pronounce.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, it's I just, think there was, yeah.
2: It's a little tongue in cheek. The, the 101 is also the Pima Freeway, except west of I 17, where it's called the Black Canyon Freeway and the Veterans Memorial Highway. That's confusing as all heck. Thunderbird becomes cactus, but cactus never becomes thunderbird because it dead ends in a mountain. Which is just I I, I know what they kind of mean. El Mirage Thunderbird becomes Waddell Road, and and then this is one of the things that's really, um, it's it's really Phoenix. If somebody actually turns on their turn signal, it, it was accidental. Okay. Okay. And if you're in the left lane and only driving 70 in a 65, 55 or 60 zone, you are considered a Rose ha- Hazard. And people will get, make sign language to you to, to display <laughs> how they think of your lane choice. For summer driving, you should wear potholders on your hand. Mm-hmm. And note that there are many more issues of phenomenons in driving in Phoenix, like After the red light changes, four cars are allowed to go through. Yeah, that's and uh, and 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 so anyway, in Phoenix, we're probably no different than any other big city. But the freeways, more than anything else, are kind of confusing. I wish confusing. they'd just kind of hang their hat on stuff like that. Or
3: I always get mixed up, like Mesa Drive is McQueen, and Cooper and Lindsay, uh-huh. I think, are the same, and I forget which is which. And
2: So you have to pull out your phone, pull off to the side of the road if you're smart, right. and look at your phone and decide which one is which. Exactly. All righty, we have a caller. It's probably about the highways, or we've made a mistake, or it's a car question, but okay. we'll take
4: them either way. Okay.
2: Good morning. And this is Chris. Chris, Good morning.
4: Hey, how you doing, Mark?
1: Good, good, good.
4: Uh, question. I've got a, my daughter's got a 2010 on the CRV four-cylinder, and two weeks ago I was listening to your show. I listen to it religiously, by the way. Thank you. Um, and uh, you mentioned uh, a, um, a, what do you call it, a leaky head gasket, and you only recommend one head gasket in a can.
3: Sealer, yeah. Right.
4: Head sealer, yes. Um, which one is that?
2: <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, let's go over the symptoms. So, okay. um, how is it? Do you know, or what are the symptoms you have that indicate it's a head gasket issue?
4: Um, it's it's bubbling when when you turn the car off and it comes up to complete temperature. Um, the, obviously, the the temperature gauge goes up. I guess they're supposed to do that. But what happens is that it bubbles, and then the next time she gets in the car, it really overheats. It's overheated two or three times.
2: Okay. that—that's Those aren't necessarily head gasket issues. Let, let me give you an idea. Okay. When the head gasket fails, this is what happens. You shut the car off, but the cooling system still has between 12 and 17 pounds of pressure in it. Now, at this particular point, the the cylinder, the compression stroke of the cylinder, which is 100 plus PSI, it's going to overcome the 17 pounds of pressure on the other side of the gasket. So when the car's running, it kind of keeps the water out of the cylinder unless the gasket's really, really bad. So when you shut it off, there is no more compression, so we have 17 pounds of pressure shoving water into a cylinder. The most predominant, and it's probably 90% of the time, You let your car sit overnight, and then the next morning you start it up, and for mysterious reasons, it runs really bad. It has a dead miss. And then all of a sudden, as you sit there and rev and rev and rev, all of a sudden, voila, it runs fine, and it runs fine all the way to work. Okay. Yes. All right. So if that's the case, do you remember what the name of the thing is? Go. Yeah.
3: It's called K-SEAL.
2: Okay. K is in king, Uh SEAL. If you don't follow the directions, which means... You're, if you're a man, you're going to need your daughter's help. If you don't follow the directions, it's not going to work. Okay? It's yeah. best to have one reading and one one you know doing. It, gotcha. It's a it, it's a process. Now I want to tell you the success rate for this stuff is like ninety nine point nine percent. We've had we had a Suzuki Samurai that was brought in and clearly it had a head gasket problem because as fast as we could put water in it, um, it was coming out of the tailpipe. So we pulled the spark plugs, we cranked it over and we knew that this one cylinder was puking water like there was no tomorrow. So um but we were really concerned cuz this was a huge leak. So we thought I will try it anyway. I think our price on this is 125 to 150 for the whole procedure, which you end up with coolant. Mm -hmm. We also do all the test driving and the driving and all that kind of stuff and the testing afterwards. Mm -hmm. So we thought, well, oh, and we have a money guarantee. If it doesn't work, we'll give you your $125 back or whatever because we're that sure it works. So we put this in there, and we went and drove it. (laughs) It didn't work. (laughs) so we We didn't even put that on the ticket, but we ended up pulling the head off of it. And the head gasket, the fire ring was gone for maybe two inches. Maybe two inches. Mm -hmm. It was the biggest head gasket leak we had ever seen. And we'd go, okay, well, that's why the sealer doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But just follow the directions. You could find it at any auto parts store. But please, just follow the directions to a T because we've, just like other men, we don't always do that. And when we don't, we – and if it says to let it idle for 20 minutes, it means let it idle. Now, for future reference, the car should always run between half and three-quarters on your gauge. So I've had three calls this week alone where people said, I'm overheating, da-da-da-da-da, and I'd say, where's it running the gauge? And then they say, well, it and they keep going, like Daryl did that to me yesterday. He was saying, I was pulling my trailer up Slate Creek Hill and and blah, 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 and I'm overheating. And I said, I want to know where the gauge is at. So anyway, I finally divided his gauge into quarter, half, three-quarter, and red, and we found out that he's running between half and three-quarter, which is just normal, especially hauling his big trailer up Slate Creek Hill on his way to Payson. That's really it. so, steep hill yeah. yeah so anyway in in that case um hopefully we've helped you and um okay, I, okay. I, yeah yep. fantastic it's an orange bottle
3: uh, i think it's purple with an orange label i'm if i'm not mistaken okay, but well, it is purple and orange for sure all right i just I'll remember find orange yeah. all right good thank enough thank you very much right, you're all
2: welcome right. chris thank you okay 6025080966025080960 if you have a car question or a car problem um, we get lots of vibration problems, but mm-hmm. the one that I got that I'll talk about after the break is um, the the email from Mel. Okay, he took his Lexus in for a airbag uh, recall, and they gave him. A uh, list, I think, of three or four thousand dollars of the work that the car needs. So we'll talk about what my conversation was with him. And folks, I'm not down on dealers. Dealers are good competitors. There's dealers, there's chain stores, there's specialty shops, there's independent repair. That's what that's what I'm considered. So we all work together, but there's bad apples in every single aspect of car repair. So, but it doesn't mean you're a bad apple. It just means business is slow, and you're probably inspecting cars with a magnifying glass that's the size of a a satellite dish and so that would be something you want to avoid we'll
5: be back in a minute phoenix bodyworks is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982 that's over 35 years ago helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty integrity and quality we have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the valley of the sun we are located on 19th avenue one-half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you.
1: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8.00. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
6: Okay, I got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready. Gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council.
2: 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next hour, I don't know, hour and a half or more, we're talking about cars. If you'd like to join us, you're more than welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And we'll take your call, but right now we're going to take Luke. Luke, good morning. How can I help you today?
7: Yeah, good morning, Mike. How are you?
2: I'm very good. Thank you very much. Excellent.
7: Uh, You know, my Plymouth Voyager, the beloved Plymouth Voyager, Okay. I have its 96, excellent car, and at this time, I uh, when I turn the headlights on, the junior lights in front and in the back doesn't come on. The right side comes on uh, uh, fairly well, but the left side, those two junior lights doesn't come on. I need uh, to get your input on that, please.
2: Okay, so what you're talking about is the two white lights to the front, so the two headlights come on, but you're talking about on the left side that the amber light in the front and the red tail light in the back, they don't come on. Correct. Okay. Uh,
7: well, Shall I this, go for the fuses? Shall
2: well, I go see, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Um, I, let me think out loud here. It, the park circuit, you're talking about the park light circuit, and so the, park- the headlights...
0: I'm sorry, go
2: ahead. The park light circuit is what you're talking about. It's the two ambers in the front and the two red taillights in the back. Not the brake lights, but correct. the taillights. No, not correct. Okay, so the headlight switch controls that and the fact that the two right side are on, why would you check the fuse? Because we certainly don't have a fuse for the left side and the right side. So I see. Alright. So I think what I would do and and see you're I don't know if you can do this, but I would look at a wiring diagram and find out where the crossover occurs. Where is it that we cross over from left side to right side? Is it in the front of the car? Is it in the back of the car? Because it'll be one of those two places. Now the only other possibility is both the light bulbs are burned out so that would probably be one of the first things I would do is I'd probably pull that front amber and um, I would take the bulb out and look at the filament and then I'd probably take a test light and check the 12 volt and ground. You could have power to those lights but you could have lost the ground to those lights. So this isn't a difficult thing on a 1 to 10 scale for any, you know, old guy. Um, it's easy, but you got to find where it crosses over. Now, if you were to take a, a small, I don't know, uh 8 10 12 gauge wire and run it from the battery to the power side of the front light and you lit both of them up, then you'd know you're losing the power circuit, not the ground circuit. But if you went power from the battery to the hot side of the left front bulb and it didn't light both of them up, then you've lost the ground circuit. So, But you're going to need a wiring diagram in order to find out where those lights are grounded, where the left side are grounded, and almost always they're going to be grounded up on that driver's side fender or where the core support is, and the core support is where the radiator's at. So that's how you would attack
0: looks- it.
7: Yeah the bulbs looks okay because I changed them to the right side and tested them they both they, they both came on and works fine. Okay. So, so. whatever is uh, I believe uh, the defect will be on the wiring system as you explained it.
2: Yeah. That's really what but that's a good idea to switch them side to side and if they both work they both work. Now, you should have probably only had um well no you would have two filaments in those lights, in those bulbs, yes. because you'd have park circuit, and then you'd have turn signal circuit. Or, yes. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, you're just going to have to track it down. You know, what you can do is hook. You know, turn on the, the park lights. You don't need the headlights to on when you're testing it. Turn on the park lights and just walk around the car and wiggle wires and wire harnesses and see if all of a sudden the lights come on. You could try that. Okay. All righty? Okay. Good okay. luck. Okay, thank you very much. You betcha. Bye-bye. You betcha. 602 508 602 and we've got another caller. And who would that be, Gil? That would be Scott. Scott, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey,
1: good morning. Hey, I got in the car, and you guys were talking transmissions, and I, I didn't quite get the, the name of the company that you were referring to, but basically I've got a 97 F-150 that uh, for some reason when you're just driving about um, – I don't know, 60, 65 miles an hour and you downshift, it has this clunk. And then, but if you put it in overdrive and you do the same, very same thing, I don't have that clunk. Okay. It's weird. Is
2: the clunk, is the clump on, clunk on acceleration or deceleration or at the shift?
1: Acceleration.
2: Okay. Acceleration.
1: And, and it's like it's downshifting, but it, it, it's it's like a hard, hard Okay. for some reason when it's in overdrive it does not do
2: that all right well um it sounds like the transmission has a one two three overdrive is that right so, yeah okay yeah. well when you get into overdrive the only thing we're doing is locking up the converter so oh, you know okay. that's all we're doing so we're not even using the transmission we're just locking the converter which locks the engine to the to the drive shaft and so we're just kind of a one-to-one ratio now if you wanted to you have to learn how to make it happen because Phil and his staff can drive it with you but you're going to save a lot of your time if you can just you know show him what's going on cuz he's going to want you to show him then he's probably going to want to drive it himself so he can duplicate it when you drive down the road in overdrive if you keep your right foot on the throttle and you take your left foot and you just kind of push on the brake brake pedal not enough to slow it but enough to shine the, the lights you'll hear it downshift You'll feel it and hear it. What it's doing is it's taking it out of overdrive and putting it in third gear. But if you drive around in just third gear, what I hear you say is there's no clunk. So if you pull it out of overdrive, the shifter, and you put it in third gear, clunk is gone. Yes? Yes. Okay. Um, It would sound like that you've got a harsh application of the uh, torque converter. So we're either releasing it hard or maybe the pressure in the transmission is too high but the transmission guys, w- would that would be easy. And if you can drive down the road in overdrive and gently touch the brake pedal and let go and make it clunk, which is engaging and disengaging the overdrive or the, or the uh, lock-up converter, then that would be something that would be really interesting to them. But I, I, I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you how I would want you to make it happen so I can see okay. it. Okay. All righty? Okay. No, that, that
1: uh, makes sense. That makes sense. Because okay. I was kind of thinking it was the torque converter too. It's like it's just—it's so much pressure, so much torque, and it just—I don't know—it just slams into gear. It, you know what I mean? I don't
2: know. Okay, it's good. And and the real question is, you can manually shift it too. Pull it down into one, in, okay. and then you in, in, and then you yep. it'll go. And then if you back off the throttle a little bit, it may it'll probably go into overdrive and then lock up. So you can manually shift it because the real question is is Where is the hard shift between two and three, between three and overdrive, between overdrive and lockup? That's the question. Where is the harsh shift? So, all right. Well, thank you very much for calling, Scott. And that's Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. And I'll I'll write down harsh shift. And you know, last week, we had all kinds of attaboys from our best car repair shops list. And you can find that at MarkSalem.com, MarkSalem.com. And... That's the idea is, is that these shops, and I've had this list since 1988, these shops are the very best shops in town. I personally know every one of the owners – I've, I've been to their shop. I've shook their hands. We've probably had more than one beer together. So we all think the same. We all think that your interests in, are in front of ours, and we all just simply want to find the problem, fix the problem, which will fix your your symptom, and we all move on together. So when we come back, we're going to take calls, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. It's 1030, and we'll back be back talking about cars in just a minute, 602
9: There's no question you need Omega-3s. Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745.
0: America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids'
9: science project to
0: thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985.
9: A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and
0: elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council.
7: All about that theme demon them automobile. Well, you're listening to 960
2: Kate KKNT. I'm looking at something and I'm trying to talk at the same time. Every Saturday we're here talking about cars and car repair problems and all you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Underhood is brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto. Bob and Ellen have been around Larry Harker's Auto since 1967. He's really good and he's very good as a diagnostician. Bob is one of those senior guys. He's got gray hair all over his head, and he's been around the block, and he has all the self-confidence in the world. He's not arrogant in any way, shape, or form. But if you've got a car that nobody else in town can fix, and you've had it to shop after shop after shop, 38th Avenue and in Indian School is where I take it. He's a good guy. Auto, electrical, work, brake, service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, oil changes, flushes, whatever you need in the maintenance arena, he can handle. But again, if your car, if every time you turn on the radio, the the horn honks, he can fix that kind of silly problem. So that's Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School, been around since 1967. Okay, so anyway, Mel goes in, has his airbag done, and they tell him his dog bone's bad. Do you okay. know what a dog bone is? A mount. It's right. a mount. It's yeah. an upper engine mount. So mm-hmm. it looks literally like a dog bone. And on each end, it has big loops. And then the loops is the rubber. Okay. Okay? Now, it keeps the engine... It's a front-wheel drive car. So it keeps the engine from rocking forward and rocking backwards. Kind of holds it there. So I said to Mel, and he's one of those few people that has my cell phone number because he's a lawyer. And, you know, sometimes I need lawyers. That's right. And sometimes they, I need somebody to come get me. And, and those lawyers, I got a lot of their phone numbers. So anyway... He says, um, I said, does it have any clunk if you take off hard or if you, if you break hard? He says, no. I said, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. He says, I drive that way, so does my wife. I said, okay. Well, I'd like to see the dog bone, but in reality, symptoms usually drive the repair. Sure. So it's it's probably, I'm going to guess because I haven't seen it yet, but it's probably one of those deals where the rubber is
4: cracked,
2: you know what I mean, mm. or the rubber is weathered or whatever. It's It's also... One of those jobs that's really easy to do. It doesn't pay a lot of time, but it's a it's a it's a good profit deal, okay. part and labor. Then they told him that he needs an axle for five hundred sixty-three dollars. But then they talked about something else, and if you did this, then we'd save you sixty-seven dollars. And I don't really know what that was all about, um, and it was real vague. And it was under the same labor operation, which is R&R, the axle. Take, remove, and reinstall is what R&R stands for. So it was kind of confusing with respect to what it was, but I think it was one of two things. They were going to take the axle, the front, it's front-wheel drive, so they're going to take the axle out and reboot one end or the other. So you have an inner joint and an outer joint, and both joints are like your elbows. They kind of swing in a circle. Mm Um, And and then inside the boot is grease to lubricate that joint. So with the boot, the rubber boot tears, then as the axle spin, it throws the grease out. So that's how we know that you need. So I think that they're going to take it out and just put a boot on it. But then they talked about an axle seal. Now, the axle seal is where it pokes into the transaxle. So you take the axle, slide it in, then you attach it to the spindle, and then ultimately the other end's attached to the tire. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they had two, if they were going to do a boot and an axle seal. Right. Or if they were going to do a complete axle. And the axle seal. Right. But they said there was a savings in labor. That's a good idea. Because if we take the axle out to replace it, the seal's really <laughs> easy to get to. Sure. So you don't want to take the axle out and replace it. And then two days later, bring it back so we have to take the axle out and fix the seal. Mm-hmm. So there's a savings there. Yeah. And then he needed a brake fluid flush. And he had 80,000 miles on it. And a brake fluid flush, as you well know, is very subjective. Mm-hmm. You can ask 20 technicians when somebody needs a brake fluid flush or when they should do a brake fluid flush, and you'll get fifteen answers. Yeah. So, folks, we have we have available to us hydrometers that are really cheap things to have, and we can check the moisture content in your brake fluid. So if your moisture content is 3 4 and 5%, it needs to be flushed. But if it's one-half of 1% or 1% or 1.5%, it doesn't need to be reflu- flushed. Because, frankly, when we pull it out of a can brand new, it probably has something similar to that. So everybody has a different b- measuring stick, too. Some mm-hmm. guys go, oh, well, you can't go past one. Some guys will say, you know, well, we're, we're going past two. So we go 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. So everybody has kind of a different now on top of that to really – mess everything up. There's companies that make litmus paper. Right. So you stick it into the brake fluid. I'm really, I don't use those. Mm -hmm. I don't use those because in the past we've bought three or four different brands and they all have different results. So I'm not, I'm really the hydrometer is more scientific and we can use the hydrometer for coolant as well because it'll tell you if you're 38 below zero, if your coverage is 38 below zero, in reality what happens is, is your 50-50 mix. That equals 50-50. So you have a perfect amount of water and a perfect amount of coolant. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that number kind of shows what you got. A lot of folks don't think that if a little coolant, if 50-50 is good, then 60-40 is better or 75-25 is better. And that's not true. Coolant needs water to work. That's why it's 50-50. And you know what kind of sophisticated equipment we have. Yeah. Okay, we have a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> you dump a gallon of coolant, and then you fill that jug up, and you put a gallon of water in it. That's all there is. And and there's no reason for you to go search hell over high water to find some kind of fancy-dancy water to put into your radiator because no one cares, and the car doesn't know the difference. Yeah. So you don't have to get distilled, and you sure don't use RO water, and you don't have to get deionized water, or you don't have to get water from a certain volcano in the, uh, the Fuji Islands. That's all a bunch of craziness. Yeah. Just... And it's you, cheaper
3: to buy the, the coolant not diluted.
2: Well, there's a discussion about that too, because if you do the math, sometimes it isn't.
3: Sometimes. It depends on the price, I guess. Right. Yeah. The,
2: and and what happens mm-hmm. is is you're buying half water and half coolant.
3: That's exactly right. And
2: so if it was half the price of a gallon of undiluted coolant, then you'd be okay. Right. I, I like it. It's pre mixed. But most of it's not. It's, it's about not the same price. Well, and they've got the they've got the bottling and the jug mm-hmm. and all the handling and the label on top of that. So I don't really like the premixed because you're buying half water. Right. I like the full unadulterated coolant, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All right. And what coolant do you put in your car, Mrs. Salem?
3: I don't know, but we need to take a break, so we'll talk about it after the.
2: I'll decide when we take <laughs> a break. All right. Well, the answer is is here's the question: pink, orange, green, red, uh, purple. I don't know yellow. what color my car takes. Okay. Those are all the different colors. Right. All right. So, and I'll explain that when we get back right after this.
1: Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating.
2: For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird,
4: just west of the 101.
6: There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents half-off tuition now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private christian school for half off we've partnered with some of the top christian schools in the valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers imagine smaller class sizes better grades and inspiring christian environments where the achievements are positively outstanding For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com.
4: When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital.
8: Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits.
4: I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe.
8: But while your child may suffer from asthma asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call one 866 no That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many.
4: I feel like a fish with no water.
8: Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is
9: the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com.
8: Welcome back everybody. Forty five
2: minutes after the hour of ten o'clock. My name is Mark Salem and we're here helping you with your car questions or car problems. You're welcome to join us. If you have a car question, if you and your husband argue about stuff, then I can judge. I can be the judge. I can pass the gavel and decide who's right and who's wrong. Yep. 508 960 This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by SNS Tire. S and S tires in the West Valley. They serve Peoria Surprise and Goodyear. I've known S&S Tire for a very long time. The father's passed away, and the two boys, Rob and Dan, run it now. Mm -hmm. And they are very qualified. They've been around um, their father for many, many years, and they started like our kids, picking up cigarette butts in the parking lot at Mm -hmm. 6 and 7 and 8 years old, and then they worked their way into mopping floors, and uh, and then when they got the driver's license, they take people home. So they've done everything that we've done, and they really know the difference between right and wrong. So they've been open in that area, and they have three locations, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They have a really deep line of tires so you can go in there and they'll take your tire size and you can say give me out the door price for good better best on tires for my car so if you want the best tires they got them if you want a set of tires to put on there um, and you're going to turn your car in the next six months for lease and you want to have some decent tires on there they've got those as well and they also do alignment and suspension work which dovetails nicely into tires because the guy who's going to do alignment and suspension work would really like to see the old tires. So having them see the old tires and then working on the car to fix the wear pattern is, a, is, a, is the deal made in heaven. Mm-hmm. So we oftentimes somebody will bring their cars to me and they've got new tires on it. And uh, they want alignment and suspension work. And I would have really liked to see the old wear patterns on the old tires. Mm-hmm. So S&S Tire, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Three guy, three different locations, good guys, both Rob and Dan. All righty, we've got a caller, and Gil, who would that be? That would be John. John, good morning. How can I help you?
7: Morning, Mark. Um, i got an 06 Chevy Colorado, 2.8, uh, 335,000 miles on it, 5-speed. Lately what? in the midday range when it's a lot warmer uh, in first gear, you accelerate from a stoplight, it'll start coughing, surging, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, Of course, the air conditioner is running. Sometimes it'll do that every time I accelerate for a couple hours. Yesterday, it did it for 15 minutes.
2: Okay. Now, this is a manual transmission. Did you say five-speed?
7: Yeah, five-speed.
2: Okay. Okay. are you thinking it's engine-related or transmission-related?
7: Uh, I don't think it's transmission-related. Uh, one time it did it on the freeway going like 70 miles an hour, and it'll just kind of jerk, 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 and then it'll stop. But like yesterday, as soon as it started doing it, I turned the air conditioner off uh, until I got it to where it would run fine. I, you could push down on the throttle, and you don't get anything, no response okay. whatsoever.
2: Okay, okay. All right. Um, 335,000 miles? Yes. Okay. When was the last fuel pump it had in it? Uh, never. Oh, geez.
7: Fuel pump? Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I had another truck. I have a yellow one also. Um, the fuel pump went out on it after, mm, I want to say... Over 500,000. And it just, I was coming back from Tucson, and it just quit.
2: Okay, well, we don't want people to think that that's what they're going to get. Most people get 100,000 miles plus or minus 20,000 miles. So what that tells me is two things. Number one, the fuel pump in the fuel tank is lubricated and cooled by the amount of gas in your tank. So the college kids from ASU who run around on a quarter tank, we do their pumps more often than we do Grandma Moses who lives in Sun City or Awatuki, who keeps her tank full all the time because the fuel pump likes to be cooled and lubricated by the gas and of course if you're running around on fumes then the fuel pumps out there and never never land overheating. So you have classic symptoms of a fuel delivery problem but what I don't understand is is that if it happens in first gear and we have a substandard flow or pressure or volume of fuel then it would be getting worse in 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and yeah, you only and talk about 1st gear. Okay. Yeah. So if you go out there and you quick shift that thing tomorrow morning on Sunday morning and you happen to get on some freeway that's around here and you hard shift 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, that thing will just fly along. Forget 1st gear now, but through 2nd through 5th, that thing will just fly along and have all kinds of power and it won't hiccup at all.
7: Yeah, because when I've gotten on the freeway before, like, when it's kind of done it and – I can tell when it's going to do it and when, or when it's not doing it. So I'll get, I'll make a turn to get on the freeway and I'll run it up to like fifty five hundred RPMs. Perfectly fine. Shift into second. Go up, you know, forty five hundred. It's perfectly fine.
2: Okay. Well, it, now it,
7: it has done it. It has done it in second gear. You know, after if I shift through first because I'm I'm going halfway, you know, a decent speed. So I'll shift it into second and I'll still get it.
2: Okay, but, but none of, the, all of, none of that makes stop. any difference, okay? We can talk, you know, for the next hour, but the, the the gist of it is is this jerking missing sensation occurs in first gear and apparently doesn't it, it exist in second, third, fourth and fifth, and that tells me it's not a fuel pump. It doesn't sound like a fuel pump. So, and if it's not fuel related, then it has to be either EGR related, throttle position sensor related or or a a uh, some kind of an ignition misfire. The question then is, I'm thinking out loud here, if I got an ignition misfire, why don't I have it in second, third, and fourth, and fifth? So the answer to your question is, I don't know what the heck's the matter with your car. I don't even know where to start. But I know that I would want to drive it, and I know I would want to see what you're talking about, and I think I'd have a pretty good idea of where to go after that. What part of town do you live in, and do you have a garage already that you like?
7: Well, my yellow one did that, and... um I got the, um, what's that thing that comes up, low low power or something like that across your screen. Okay. And I brought my yellow one in, and you guys looked at it. And, of course, they wouldn't do it when it was there, and so you couldn't find anything wrong with it. Now, the only thing that's related between the two of them, I put a uh, Lucas injection cleaner in the gas.
2: Okay none of that makes any difference none of it makes any difference because until we fix it then we can answer all those questions you know until we get it fixed then we can say yeah it was directly to your lucas or but injectors don't just act up in first gear so i mean we can we can kind of go in all these different directions but but really and truly um, somebody has to drive it, and of course, like you said, if you if you can't feel it and it's not there when you're looking, then it's very difficult to to try to determine what it is. But if if you want to help, you have to dis- come to us and say specifically, this is when it does it, and I can make it happen, and this is when it doesn't. So this makes a difference. This cold in the morning, it's much better than after it's hot. So we're going to have to scan it, but if you, and we're not going to compare it to your yellow one because they're two different vehicles under two different situations, and that's not how we fix cars. We diagnose the problem based on symptoms provided by the customers, but we just want to hug you when you come in and tell us you can make it happen. Because when you can make it happen, and obviously my shop and other shops Monday mornings and Friday afternoons are not the time to bring it in and and take. And one maybe of our texts. plan on
3: leaving it for a day or two, so that we can, not or if you can tell us and show us and get it to act up while Eddie's in the car with you, or somebody's in the car with you. Well, that's what I said. I know. Okay. I know, so. but but to assume that he can come in and you know just have us wait for two hours and try to get it to, I don't know okay. if that would
2: All work. Right. Well, I think w- what we're saying is is that most shops can't handle, we can handle a technician going to drive it, but then to turn around and have him diagnose the problem and fix the problem is not kind of a lobby kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not a good idea, to, and we don't like putting our technicians under those kinds of time frames, but by the same token, the test drive is the most important. Okay. That's what I want to drive home. The test drive is the most important. Get it to where you know how to make it happen, and make get it show us how you it goes away, how you make it not go away, and that that'll be the end of it. So anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And we have another caller, and Gil, who would that be?
8: That would be Rick.
2: All righty, Rick, how are you today?
1: I'm well. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good.
1: Hey, I have a two thousand and three Toyota Highlander, and it. Uh, keeps throwing this, I think it was PO446 code. Okay. Which I guess is the EVAP system code. Okay. So I've been trying to, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, it's a small leak somewhere, I think, according to my little scanner thing. So I've been I all the obvious ones I can't seem to find. I mean, everything seems to be just fine. All the hoses are connected, no real problems. But I'm zeroing in on this uh, vacuum switch, you know, under the hood here. Okay. And I'm trying to determine, I took it off, and it's in the open position. So I guess that's my question. Is that supposed to be in the open position when the car is off, or is that...
2: Well, it depends on on what it is.
1: Yeah, I guess that's (laughs) kind of a... (laughs)
2: All right, well, let me explain. Um, An evaporative code means that the computer is commanding something to happen, and it doesn't see it happen. So the question is, is when the computer commands the valve on the top of the tank to open and let us suck the fumes off, it's telling the valve to do it, but it doesn't see it happen. So the question is, is the signal defective, or is the soldier defective, Or on the other end of the scale, when we open the valve, then there's a pressure sensor in the tank. And when we open the valve, the pressure sensor will change because now we're sucking the fumes out of the tank. So the question then becomes, is the purge valve bad? Is the pressure sensor bad? Is the signal bad? And you're you're never going to get there. No, okay. Let me tell you that the good news is, once we determine and we can with our scanners we can make things happen so we can apply the purge valve we can make it happen we what we do is and every other every shop does it we have a smoke machine (laughs) and we just plug in this dense smoke machine that makes white dense smoke and we make we we go to plan a we go to plan b and we go to plan c and and we're going to find a leak we're going to find the problem because when we fill the gas tank up with, with uh, smoke, then we better see it coming out the <laughs> firewall area when we open up the purge valve. So it's, it, you have to kind of know what everything is, and you have to kind of know what's going on. But I would say about a third of the time we're going to be working on either the sensor or the purge valve on top of the tank. But we sometimes we have a purge valve underneath the hood, and then sometimes we have a canister problem, and that's where we take the f- the fumes from the fuel tank and run them through the canister and then be inter- reintroduce them to the engine. So we're actually using the fumes off the fuel tank as, as a fuel economy thing. So um, that's kind of what's going on. Okay, the evaporative so- code... Um, it, and, and, and the, your little handheld guy, um, it doesn't, it doesn't have the ability to command things and it doesn't have the ability to look at specific things so we can actually make things happen and, and, and okay. then watch it happen. What part of town do you live in? Chandler. Okay. Um, I don't have anybody in Chandler. I don't have anybody in West Tempe. Um, are you more East Chandler, North Chandler? Where? South
1: Chandler. Right, okay. But I work in Okay. By ASU.
2: All right. Um well Fenno up on uh, on Schumann's. Schumann's automotive owned by my friend Mike Fenno. Um he, I mean, he could he could handle this. He's up close to ASU. He's on the one oh one and the two oh two, the south okay. west corner of the one oh one and two oh two. Um and in South Chandler, I'm embarrassed, but I'm the only shop in that particular area and we're at Warner and I ten. And so, okay. I'm, 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 and you're going to have a diagnostic process, and then they're going to call you. Now, what you hope for, if you've been a good boy, you hope for is you're going to have to wait till the end of that because I got a break in four, one